0: Hello and welcome to When Worldviews Collide, a radio series led by Pastor Barbara Holmes-Brackett that details the differences between a Christian and a socialistic worldview. And today we're continuing to speak about her book, Uh, That she wrote herself a few years ago called Economic Alchemy is the Key to Unlimited Wealth Biblical Principles of Wealth Transference. And last week we discussed a little bit about what economic alchemy is and where the wealth transference is going to come from. But today we wanted to talk a little bit about one of the ways that God is going to implement that transference, which is witty inventions.
1: Hi. (laughs) Hello. How are you? Uh, today, um, in witty inventions, I want to, I want to first talk about the fact that a witty invention is something that gives, that the Lord gives us that comes straight from His throne room. Mm. Satan cannot create anything. I think we forget that Satan is not the creator. He can't make anything. He can't take something from nothing and make it. Only God can, and then because He can. He gives us the ability to do that. Mm. So it's important to realize that the only way to get a witty invention is to be in communication with the Lord. Years, a few years ago, a young man that was coming to the house church that I was leading became really frustrated in that he said, I never hear God. Why don't I ever hear him? Mm. And I think that's a question a lot of people ask, too. I, 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 I really believe that's true. And the, I asked the Lord, I said, why is he not hearing anything? Because he was, he was really striving to be close to the Lord, and not many teenagers have a tendency to do that. And the Lord said to me, he doesn't recognize them when they happen. And how many of us have had miracle after miracle after miracle that we don't realize was a miracle because Mm. we didn't think about it. I can remember, I can remember I was doing an audit on the east side of Providence. This is many years ago. And I was leaving and I started to back up the car. And all of a sudden I felt very strongly within me to stop. And that's all I heard was stop and so i put the brakes on in the car and stopped and with that a small child maybe 3 or 4 years old was on was on his one of those bikes that the little bikes that they have i yeah. forget they're what they're called right and he went right behind my car mm. and i didn't see him until i saw his mother mm. if i had not stopped i would have hit him because i couldn't see him right And I know that I know that I know that that was the Lord warning me, do not back up right now because you will, you need to stop. Mm. Not even telling me why at at that point, you just said stop. Stop. (laughs) And when I, when I talked to that young man and we started to, we started to kind of explore times he had had when, after I told him about that situation Times when he said, oh, when all of a sudden he knew to do something or knew not to do something. When he felt like compelled out of nowhere. It's a great way to put it. Great way to put it. And he realized that over and over again, he had had a communication with the Lord that he hadn't recognized. Mm. And I wonder how many of us have had those kind of experiences with the Lord and not really, not really realized they were with the Lord. And didn't give him the credit for it. Right. Or us the credit for being able to hear him. And so that's something that is especially important
0: as we discuss what he inventions, because a lot of the stuff that even in like the Bible that we see that God has inspired men to do to carry out his work
1: certainly wouldn't come from a rational human brain. (laughs) That's so true mm. and a lot of the things he tells us doesn't seem to be rational right it, it, it doesn't ca- it doesn't doesn't look normal it doesn't compute <laughs> right it does not this does not compute an old saying we used to have in the family <laughs> step two when you receive something from the Lord once you start kind of looking to receive something from him is to write it down mm. Habakkuk 22 tells us that we are to do that. It says, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. He is saying to write down which, what you get. Right. It's like, um, I know people who have a dream journal
0: that they keep next to their bed because when they wake up, they feel like it, it was like a revelation of some kind that their subconscious came up with.
1: That's, that's true. I know a couple of men that have actually inventions that are in the dream journal. And I don't know if they've actually developed any of them. Right. But every once in a while, I think about, wow, would that make a difference to someone else if, if, if they, they did, did develop yeah. this? And it would be interest, interesting to look at that. And the other aspect of writing it down is... We don't realize when we have gotten a word from the Lord that we will forget it.
0: Mm. That's
1: why it's so important. I tell people have a notebook next to your bed, because he'll oftentimes we don't have other stuff going on around us that we're cognizant of when we're sleeping. So he he can talk to us because right. we, we, there's nothing there's a, not a whole lot of stuff to get filtered out. Mm. A, a little story that I heard from a man named Bob Hazlett he's from Connecticut, actually. And he had a dream. And in a dream, he saw these fat molecules dancing. Hmm. And I just, I don't know, I think they were labeled fat. I was about to say, how did he know they were fat? I I, I really believe that they were, that he said they were labeled fat. And the fat cells were saying, they were singing the answers in the fat, the (laughs) answers in the fat. And he, you know, it's, can you imagine thinking that that's going to be important to anybody?
0: Sounds like a like a nightmare uh, commercial from like the fifties or something. <laughs> trying to come up with something clever, and you're like,
1: oh god, that's creepy. Yeah, yeah. Except that they were cute little fat cells, so he wasn't <laughs> frightened by it. The interesting thing he um, he was in a church, and a wife was coming to the church, and her husband was a scientist, and no matter what. She did. She couldn't get him to come to church until all of a sudden, one day, one Sunday, he showed up and lo and behold, this dream came to his mind and he said, he felt like the Lord was saying, tell him about your dream. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to go into much about it, but he told him about the dream and the man was flabbergasted and he said, I'm actually doing research on a certain, on on a certain illness. And we have been looking into whether the fat molecules have anything to do with it. And, and so imagine, Mm. imagine that a silly dream that would change how a certain, a certain disease is, is medicated or a certain Mm. disease is dealt with. And so can you imagine? So write so, those dreams down. You know, oh, yes, 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 write them down. You you and you may it might not be even a witty invention, although I'm believing that the body of Christ are going to get more and more witty inventions that people don't have. Like last time we talked about talked about the the posting notes and we'll talk about them a little bit more, but that that they are so important for us. Mm that and we don't realize it and sometimes it'll be a spiritual thing all of a sudden he'll he'll drop down a truth into us that changes our perspective on something Mm. and that's as good as a thing right to have for a witty invention the thing is that we do unless we write it down we forget I know I certainly do, at least. <laughs> we do. It, and, and, and I've heard that from some of the giants of our faith mm. that, that are walking around on the earth right now, that they, that's, they've had this happen to them. This was so, It was so life-changing and so important, and they didn't write it down, and then they had a lot of trouble trying to recall it, and some of them didn't at all, mm. but I knew they had missed something big. Step three is development. So once it's been written down, then the next step is to be faithful to develop it.
0: Mm, like those notebooks that those friends of yours have. Yes, exactly.
1: Yes. Write mm-hmm. down the steps involved is, is part of what Habakkuk two, te- 2 says. And then you go to council and we talk about the um, we talk about different people that we would go to see concerning whether that would be viable. Right. But you write it down so that you can get you can get some counsel from other people if it if it's viable. Say it's a say say it's like some chemical thing. You would go to a chemist and say, Wow, what what if this, 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 and this and you talk about that and then we we can see whether or not what we saw was actually from the Lord or whether it wasn't. Right. And step four is to take it to the trading floor. We don't realize how important what we get is to God that we share it. Mm. And that's, that is huge for us. Ezekiel 28 talks about, talks about that. And he talks about the King of Tyre. And this is what he says to the King of Tyre. Your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. You talk about somebody who is totally very (laughs) enamored by themselves. I cast you to the ground. I exposed you before kings to feast their eyes on you by the multitude of your iniquities in the unrighteousness of your trade. You profaned your sanctuaries. So I brought fire out from your midst. It consumed you and I turned you to ashes on the earth in the sight of all who saw you. Now, can you just imagine that for a minute? In the, in the iniquities... Of the unrighteousness of your trade. Mm. You know what that means? But Unethical, bi- biblically unethical business practices. Which Let's... we see a lot of those now. Oh, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. We do. And so many, so many people have not looked at whether God cares about how you run your business. Mm. I have been saying for ages and ages and ages, we cannot take the business practices that we learn in a secular school, try to apply the blood of Jesus to them and say, whoa, here's biblical, biblical business principles. Because they're not. Mm. If the foundation is not actually founded on the word of God and what he wants, it's not a biblical practice. Mm. And that's very, very important that we take and we're righteous in our in our business practices, before the Lord and before people. Mm. So step, this the next step number five. I think we'll stop uh, talk about step number five next time. Mm. And mm-hmm. that and realize that we do have to be careful how we act in the business realm. That there is a way of developing your witty invention. Mm.
0: And so we'll continue on that and uh, wrap up our uh, short overview of barbara's book you can actually purchase it on amazon the title once again is economic alchemy is the key to unlimited wealth biblical principles of wealth transference by barbara m holmes thank you so much for tuning in and you can find us same time same place next week and we hope that you have a wonderful week Bye bye